Wednesday, DJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. And today we're going to be talking about the hot topic of the hour, these billionaires lost at sea. Hashtag eat the rich. We're trying to connect here. I have someone I'm very excited for them to join. He has a lot to say. Manny, let's do a quick sound check. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, there we go. All right, so without further ado, so Manny, we're here today to talk about this nonsense that happened. And I say it's nonsense because a few days prior to these billionaires who paid $250,000, 250K, Manny, to go down in the bottom of the sea to meet Ariel and I guess all the fish and everybody else, who knows what the fuck they went there for. But they're lost at sea and now the media cares about that. What about all the migrants who died crossing over for their safety and the refugees, including the 700 who were in that boat right off of Greece a few days before? Or let's take it back further. You know, what about the slaves, right? When they were turned slaves overboard. So folks today here with me is a young man who is quite active in the New Haven community, right? He's one of our young leaders. He's very vocal about various social injustices, and I have to say I'm not only proud but happy to know him, quite grateful, you know, because it's good that we have young people involved. As the late Dr. Eric Williams said, the future is in the the future of the nation is in the backpack of our children. So, Manny, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks? Yeah, um, well, my name is Manuel Camacho, and um, I think I've been known for the past uh, six to seven years of being a very vocal uh, teenager, um, expressing my concerns and, you know, my my opinions on very big uh, pressing issues, um, not just in our cities, not just in the mm-hmm. state, um, but just in our nation, you know, issues okay. like climate change. And, you know, gun violence and, and economic disparities and all these other issues that we have. So let me pause you right there. You said six years, so you're about to be 18, right? So, wow, yeah. 12 years old, you started to hit the streets. What inspired you at that age to get involved? Um, it honestly all started um, from me, uh, my very first encounter of politics uh, in school. Oh, talk about that. And, uh, you know, I was sitting um, in my third grade class, mm-hmm. um, you know, so this is before 12 years old, really, but I you was know, sitting in my third grade class and we were learning about President John F. Kennedy and, um, oh boy. <laughs> you know, and I, and I was like, huh, I was like a uh, president, you know, and I was like, and I, and I was even, even then I was a very vocal <laughs> person. And, uh, and saying, I, I mean, wait, let's pause right there so everybody understands what's going on. So see why I said I was excited to have this kid here? I'm saying a kid because let me tell you all something. If you'll look at that picture of the Last Supper, look to the back left. You'll see me standing there. That's how old I am, okay? And here we have this young man, 12 years old. He could be doing anything else. He could be, you know, painting. He could be doing sports. And all these are important things. But this young man got inspired by a conversation with JFK. I find that incredible. So from a classroom, you're like intrigued. So what was the next step for you? How did you first get active? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
I mean, and it again happened in a classroom. Um, I, uh, was participating in a discussion about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I raised a couple concerns that, you know, uh, my teacher, <laughs> my teacher. Gee, was why would you surprised. have any concerns, Manny? The Declaration of Independence <laughs> you know? is perfect. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I, I raised a couple of concerns that my teacher, uh, you know, came up to me after and she's like, you know, in all of my years of teaching, she says, I never had a student raise such really great points. <laughs> and, right. uh, right. and, you know, and it was from then, you know, that she put me in contact, um, with, with a couple of, you know, uh, city advocates and just activists and everything. And, and she told them, she said, you know, you have to hear this kid speak. She said, you just, right. just have a conversation with him and <laughs> you'll see right. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just imagine what that must have been like to have you as a student. I know I would have been like, Where, how old is this kid? Because <laughs> yeah. know, it's very rare that you find a person of your age speaking like this. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me tell you, for all those listening in, if you're, you know, you have um, someone in your family or someone you know, a younger person, you see them being active, please don't discourage it. Nurture it. Nurture it. We need we need to do that more often. We need to take care of our kids and we need to recognize they're not just going to, our black and brown children especially, um, they're not going to sit and just play sports and do stuff and sing and dance. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Don't come for me. I'm just saying, let's respect the children who say, I have had enough of police brutality. I have had enough of climate change. And we have to re- understand why that should be expected. Just like we were quarantined and had to sit there and deal with ourselves and this time, so did they. And out of that, you will find in the coming years, and mark my words, as the great Fidel Castro said, history will absolve me. Mark my words, you're going to see more and more students, well, I call them children because I have a daughter Manny's age, you know, they're going to come out. They're going to be the ones leading those marches. They're going to be the ones, you know, leading our countries and our states, right? So, Manny, I'm going to read a quote here for you because I'm I'm pissed. Um, I've been very pissed about this whole thing with these five billionaires. I don't know how you feel. We're about to get to that. So here's a quote from someone, uh, our late, our former president, Barack Obama. Right now, we have 24-hour coverage, and I understand it, of the submarine, the submissile that tragically is now lost at the bottom of the sea. Um, this was in an interview conducted hours before the U.S. Coast Guard confirmed the deaths of the five passengers, right? And he said, at the same time right here, just off the coast of Greece, we had 700 people dead, 700 migrants who were apparently being smuggled. Now, here's what's interesting about this quote, Manny, right? Barack Obama is, you know, he was the president who deported the most people right how do you feel about this yeah um again you know uh i I had to sit here and and point out what's obvious and and what's obvious Mm -hmm. is that too many times you know uh people decide they want to overlook one situation to focus on another right um, right. And and this is this is what we see, you know, and we see mm-hmm. that the world, 
you know, or rather <laughs> pretty much everyone around us is mm-hmm. so hyper-focused on the submarine, you know, mm-hmm. that that went to the bottom with the Titanic rather than something that was happening at the very same time, you right. know, that included such a vast amount of people, such a large amount of people, you know, and we kind of just say, well, let's look over that and let's focus on the submarine. Right. 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 And it's not just that 700 either, is it? Because as I previously mentioned, we this is a historic thing. I mean, for me, where the hell was the empathy and the media frenzy when they were, they were throwing slaves overboard? I didn't see a big search and rescue. If anything, they used that as a means to create an industry, enslavement, right? So here's the other thing. We have not done enough research of the ocean to really be in that space. So I don't know about you, Manny, but I don't really feel comfortable going too deep in the water. How do you think, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I remember reading one time uh, that there was this scientist. Uh, he was a um, a physicist. And, um, you know, and he was talking about um, the exploration of space, right? Mm-hmm. And um, And he said, well, yeah, we can explore space. We can, you know, try and, and set our sights on the stars and beyond, you know, but right here on, mm-hmm. on the very planet that we're living on, we haven't mm-hmm. even discovered even an eighth of it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. We're, we were so quick to want to explore space, but we don't even know what's in our own oceans. This is what I'm saying. We're ready to send, you know, send each other to Mars and Jupiter and. But, but and, here's know, the thing. Here's the other piece. I, I you know, I'm going to get your blood pressure going now. So I hope you're sitting down. Because, folks, let me tell you something. This kid right here, this young man, right? He was out here during COVID-19, the pandemic, when the world was on lockdown. This young man was out on the streets, and I know it because I saw him myself, handing out face masks, okay? He was out there. So this is not a case of someone who was not involved when we were all under quarantine, all right? And one would think, as the world recovers, I would dare say, Manny, there are other things $250,000 could do. How do you feel about that? No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I can agree. You know, it's like uh, in such an unprecedented time in, in our lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, because the last time, you know, we had a global pandemic on, on this level was, you know, back in the, uh, you know, an influenza pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, none of us were alive back then. So, you know, a very unprecedented. For the folks who don't know, talk, talk to them about what that what you're referring to. Um, yeah, so you know uh, the influenza pandemic, right? Uh, this this was back in uh, 1918, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, it's more commonly known as the the Spanish flu pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and up until COVID, right, it was considered mm-hmm. the most severe pandemic in recent history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you, I mean, you can look at pictures, you know, I mean, you can Google it and you can look at pictures, you know, uh, of that time. And it's like seeing 2020 in black and white, you know, you have mm-hmm. these facilities, uh, where, where with people, in, in hospital beds and everyone's walking around with face mask on and, you know, and you see the signs of washing your hands. Right. I mean, it, it's, it was literally like a jump back in time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it caused, it caused the, the chaos and havoc that we saw in, in 2020, you know, I mean, so many deaths, right. I mean, it caught the world by surprise. You know, we didn't know, you know, how to, how to, deal with it um Mm -hmm. and the united states alone we lost over six hundred seventy-five thousand people right uh Mm -hmm. which at that time was it was more casualties than world war one two the korean war and vietnam war combined yeah (laughs) yeah you know and and then but look at covid i mean we lost more than six hundred seventy-five thousand people Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know about you or anyone else, but I remember sitting here almost every day watching the news and seeing the death toll climb. Right, right. Oh, well, I was right out there with you. We were handing out masks. Yeah. We were handing out food, you know, and I I have chronic asthma. But to me, it's worth the risk. Right. So you're yeah, yeah, no. you know, I have so scary. many underlying conditions, you know, and, right. um, you know, and and you know, people are telling me, they're like, well, now stay inside, you know, <laughs> like, right. this is a serious virus. And I said, I know it's serious, but that's why. That's right. why I have to go out there because, I mean, let's face it, you, you know, I mean, for us who live in the Haven, you know, you walk downtown, you go to the green, and I mean, and you have all these people who are homeless, right? And, mm-hmm. and they don't even have access to, to those bare essentials to protect themselves, right? right. Face masks. Right. You know, and so what do we do as a city? We just say, well, you know, let have let COVID have fun with them. You know, right. let 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 them be prone and, and vulnerable to catching COVID. Right, right. You know, I want you to kind of share some more. Go back to going back to your vested interest in climate change. Let's go back to the sea again. Right from that perspective. These billionaires going into the water as a young person invested in climate change. Share your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, I mean, first of all, you know, we only have 5% of the world's ocean discovered and charted. Mm-hmm. 5%. Mm-hmm. 95% of our very own oceans have never been explored. They're not mm-hmm. charted. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's completely foreign territory. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're not talking about, you know, that these people were marine biologists or these people were, you know, experts in, in marine life and how the oceans work. And, 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 you know, they took every precautionary measure possible to not damage the oceans or damage marine life. You know, when going down there, no, these, you know, these, these were not those type of people. 
Right. Right. And if they were, I mean, we'd be having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But these were people who, for whatever their own personal reasons, just decided, you know, we want to go see the Titanic. Right. You know, we we want to check up on it. We want to see what else is down there. I mean, really, and, really, and, like... and they, you know, and they 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 ex- they are <laughs> able to do this, you know, just by just by throwing money around. Yes. You know, by throwing money into a project, you know, to create a submersible submarine, despite, despite, mind you, despite right. experts, you know, engineer experts advising against it. Right. You know, saying that, no, th- you know, this, this is dangerous. You know, this isn't right. something we advise you guys to do. No. You know, and, no. and yet, you know, they're, they're still, they're like, you know, we don't care. I mean, I remember reading, I remember reading um, that uh, there were there was a team of, of uh, engineers. Um, and what they said was, is that their concern was that the approach that Ocean Gate, because, you know, that's, these, these are the people that were doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the approach that Ocean Gate was, uh, doing was experimental, mm. right? And so they expressed concerns that this experimental approach could definitely result in negative outcomes, anywhere from minor to catastrophic. Right. And so, right. you know, you have experts in these fields, you know, I mean, these mm-hmm. people spend their entire lives, you know, mm-hmm. studying these things and working on these things. And here are all of them letting you guys know this isn't a good idea there's so many things that can go wrong here mm-hmm. and you, they just i mean it's like it went through one ear and came out the other you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they it's honestly it's it's astounding you know you have these people who they know what they're talking about they're telling you not to do it and you're like okay whatever <laughs> you know I mean, <laughs> how I how I envision it is like a parent, you know, and you you're telling you know your infant, right? Imagine the infant has a glass cup in their hand, right? And you're saying, mm-hmm. okay, give it to me, you know, you know the infant's gonna drop it, you know, right, right, <laughs> right, okay, right. You know, hand it over, hand it over, right? And they they right. stare at you in your face and drop the right. cup, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And the glass shatters everywhere. And they laugh. And they laugh. You know? Right. right. And they laugh, right? <laughs> and it's like, I mean, that's pretty much what they did to these people. Like, they took all their concerns. They took all these warnings. And they said, well, we don't care. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah, because the safety check on that yeah. submarine was very, very questionable. I mean, a lot of um, folks um, vested in environmental justice, they're pissed off because, just like you, you said, there's so many parts of the ocean, and I agree, we do not know. We really don't know what's down there. We have no clue. Mm-hmm. All I know, there could be a whole community down there, like literally a whole community, just like we see on the cartoons, because I, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm starting to wonder who's really doing the writing for The Simpsons, because once again, <laughs> once again, <laughs> The Simpsons is right. <laughs> the Simpsons warn you all 
when Homer went down there in the submissile <laughs> and all of that, he tried to warn you all, and you all did not listen. You all are hard-headed. So here we are, right? Now, I'm going to hit you with another line. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you the line. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Now they're saying the conservatives are blaming the Titanic sub-tragedy on wokeness. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, oh you need to do a couple of seconds to process that. There's <laughs> <laughs> something you learn. <laughs> you have to laugh because it's like the thing is, I remember being at the gym and seeing the sub, you know, Fox News is going crazy, CNN is going crazy, and I'm like, okay, y'all, listen. These 700 people just went missing. You couldn't give a shit. And here this happens. Oh, it's one of yours now, right? These are billionaires. Now, let me just say this too. Believe it or not, people like Beyonce are now getting thrown into critique. And I could kind of see why. Hear me out. Because what it is, is, is that we're in a stage, the world is in a stage where we're supposed to be recovering from COVID. I am really convinced that there's a lot of things we are understating and under-resourcing because of our ignorance and our arrogance. What am I talking about? The mental health impact of COVID is one, but also the wealth disparity is even greater now. So the reason why Beyonce is getting a little, you know, a little ribbon is because right now she's on tour. And I don't know if you heard how much her concert tickets cost, but let's just say for some people that could be rent money, right? And so she's getting chided for being another millionaire, her, Oprah. Now, here's something that's interesting. Why the fuck when white people go do something stupid? Granted, there was a couple uh, Indians, you know, made, you know, folks from India on that, Indian billionaires, I should say, on that vessel. Why is it when white people go do something spectacularly stupid, you're trying to drag the black people in it and the brown people in it? You did something stupid. The thing was not, uh, from what I have seen from the research, it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear for safety, like you said, right? But this squandering of wealth, Manny, talk to me about that. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, again, you know, I, I mean, I just, the fact the fact of this incident right is that these people who have no areas of expertise have no real business going down there mm-hmm. you know right i mean it, it wasn't like it was a research expedition it wasn't like it, it's anything that could really be justified for them going down there except mm-hmm. for the fact that there were five individuals with money who had enough money Mm. to do this just because they felt like it that's it see we go to burger king right and we go to the park because we feel like it right <laughs> right <laughs> that's where we but, go we go <laughs> we go I there i don't know about you cj but i can't just build a submarine <laughs> and you know i decide i want to go find atlantis because i feel this like is what it. i'm saying like okay what if like when you what if one of your friends pull up the house right now and say, yo, bro, I have a helicopter. Let's roll. What would you <laughs> What would first you do? All, first of all, I'd be like, hold on. You're telling me you have a helicopter and you live in New Haven? <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. 
Oh, you just pull up from Chapel Street with a helicopter, bro. You know, <laughs> what like, is wrong with you? I, I'm about I'm <laughs> to question where he's getting that money from. <laughs> hey, hey. Now, that's another thing you notice. They have not mentioned any of that, right? I'm glad you said that because we're all about eat the rich right now. Because here's the thing. As the saying goes, one day, one day the poor will have nothing to eat but the rich. And the rate we're going at, you know, that's the whole thing about how this played out. First, the ban on COVID is lifted. Now we have these migrants dying. We have gun bans being lifted. You know, open carry is what I mean. The gun control laws being shifted. And then we have these billionaires who see all this suffering. All these people who are homeless, who are without food. I'm talking to the people without a job. I'm talking to the mother who doesn't know she's going to pay that bill. The father who's working to his bones to keep food on the table, the grandparents who's selling their ownings and going without insurance. And you idiots take 250, and not to say just one, 250 is just the price for one person. Look, can we, can we stop there for a second, right? Times that by five, okay? Oh, wait a minute, wait, hold up, Manny, we got beside ourselves. Let's not forget the fact that they hired mostly black and brown people to work the damn boat. Come on now. Come on. When mm. we set up. Now let's let's bring it back to New Haven. Uh oh. Oh boy. Ah, Manny. In New Haven. <laughs> I know everybody in East Rock about to get real mad now because here's the thing, we squander wealth right here in Pistol Wave in New Haven, as they say. Okay? We do. I mean, we talk about the crime, right? We talk about the high crime rate and shit. But we don't talk about taxing Yale. Uh-oh. And we don't talk about the fact that, you know, we have a problem. We, we need some rent control. We need. We really need rent control. We have a homelessness issue that's brewing. But here's another thing. We have a lot of food wastage happening, right? Now, recently, a family member of mine um, who's also from Trinidad, uh, came up to visit. And the first thing she asked me was, what do you all do at the restaurants with the food? Now, it's not that she expects me to know from working there. She would just chit-chatting. Because see, back in my little country that looks like a Timberland boot, Manny, what the restaurants do down there before they close, say the restaurant is closing at 10, at 7 p.m., they start discounting all their food. So you could get to go plate what they, they call it like whatever left they give it like whatever name and you could show up so you're paying seven dollars for whatever they made that did not sell now here's my thing i actually have seen it the amount of donuts they get thrown out you know bagels all of that at the end of the night they can't sell it the next day but they bag it up and throw it out why aren't we doing these little things, in your opinion? Don't you see that these little things could make a little difference, or am I wrong? You tell me. No, absolutely. I mean, I've also seen it firsthand, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. places places like Dunkin' Donuts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's as simple as that, right? I mean, I've seen them take entire bags right. you know, filled with all of these pastries and stuff. And just throw them away when right. you know i mean on that very same corner you know are homeless right. people 
Right. You know, who don't have food. I mean, what is so hard? Right. Or or rather, what makes it so unethical for them? Right. You know, to take those pastries. Right. And just give them. Right. You know, right. I mean, if you're going to be throwing them away. Right. What, why, why don't you just give them to people right. who could use them? Right. Right. And, and so it is, it's a huge, a huge waste problem. Yes. And we talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, we have these landfills and we have so much trash going to them. And, and now all the fossil fuels are coming out of, you know, burning waste and, and trying to get rid of it so that the landfills don't overfill and everything. But I mean, again, look at it. I mean, these are industrial size garbage bags you know right right of food right right absolutely and you have people just 30 seconds outside the door of these establishments who mm -hmm. need food you mm -hmm. know or, or or you have the homeless shelters or the the food pantries who you know you could be giving it to them mm -hmm. you know so that they can distribute it mm-hmm but no, you know, we're, we're, I mean, it's, it's just so easy and it's just like the unwritten rule for them to just, if it's not sold that they just throw it away. Right. Right. And there's so much. Now, let me put this in perspective for those listening in. So where Manny lives, the area he's within, um, right there at the corner of Grand Avenue. Right, Grand and Ferry is that I'm thinking, or James? What's that corner by um, Sea Town? Manny, is that Ferry? I always get them confused. I'm not good with maps. Please don't ask me for that. You, you, you said where? Uh, Grand and Ferry. Is that where Sea Town's at? Yeah, Grand and Ferry. Yep. Right. So right there at that corner, you could look around and see oppression in action. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Right. You can see the homeless people, folks, you know, battling with their recovery. You can see the single mother. You can see the working father. You can see the family trying to make it right there in that corner. Right. I dare say that food wastage you just described could make a big impact right there in that corner. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And what about the schools? Like. What's stopping these businesses, right? Like, here's another idea we could give them. How about if you don't want to throw it out? And let's not just put it on Dunkin' Donuts either, because they're not the only ones doing this. No, no. No, no, I'm not saying you said that, but just for perspective so folks understand. Downtown New Haven, you know, there are all kinds of food businesses. You got little sushi restaurants. You have your little Latino food. You have, you know... Syrian food, your Arabic food, Mediterranean food, your African food, all kinds of food, Chinese, Japanese, you name it, right? Where does that food go? Where does the uncooked, unsold, sorry, food go? If it's uncooked, you put it back, you use it, I guess you have to get time for me. I'm sure they're timing it, right? We hope. But also, like all those, you know, cakes, pastries, the rice, the meat, why wouldn't they take that? What's, what would you say would be wrong for that food to be donated to the school system as a meal? Because here's my thing. If I had to live off of school food, I don't know, I, I'd be like a stick. 
maybe that's what I need to do. Go to school <laughs> and I'll lose weight. Because I've seen some of those school me- meals and I'm like, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. And, and you know, and this, this is something I brought up one time. I, mean, I was talking with a couple of students. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about school lunches. And I told them, I said, you know, I was... Uh, the day before that conversation, um, I was watching um, this video about the difference between uh, school lunch in the United States mm-hmm. um, compared to uh, even you know a territory of the United States, Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. And now, mind you, Puerto Rico, I mean, it's nowhere near as wealthy as as the United States itself. Right. 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 Even I mean, even take Puerto Rico and just compare it to even just Connecticut. You know, like I mean, it's still not as wealthy, right? Which is saying something. Right. So yeah. But you look at their school lunches, right? And to to a kid here, you know, in the United States, in in Connecticut, in New Haven, I mean, it, it looks like it's coming from a restaurant. Well, I could I could tell you about that. So way, way, way back in time, you know, when I was little, <laughs> many moons ago, back in my little island that looks like a Timberland boot, our school lunches was literally a homemade meal, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I remember one lunch was curry, chicken, and rice. Another one was roti with some um, eggplant. That's the kind of stuff we eat. You know, um, another one was uh, pilau. Let me tell you the history of of that food, pilau, right? So Trinidad was a poor country. You know, really and truly our nation is is, uh, descendants of slaves, most of us, right? With the exception of a few who would have been descendants of children of uh, slave owners, right? Um, And probably some slave owner children, you know, as well, to be fair, right? Um, now, what used to happen was back back then, they didn't feed the slaves. So in Trinidad, what they created was a dish called pilau. Pilau is the scraps of food you would find. So you get a little rice. Now, there's certain components that make it a pilau. You have to have rice. You have to have coconut milk. You have to brown your rice. You have to have a pea, like some type of bean. You know, typically it would be pigeon peas. Those are the most typical ones. And then you have your veggies. Typically, you would add like pumpkin. You'd add some pumpkin. You'd add um, some onion, some garlic, and then the meat, whatever piece of meat you find. This was not, you know, this was not cooked food. Like you didn't go buy a chicken breast. And this is because that's what the slaves would have. They would take the little bit of scraps of food that they had, and they would cook it up, and that would be called pilau. And that's like one of our national dishes, right? Poor people food. Our country and our food, and also that for Latin America and the rest of the West Indies, you know, a lot of our food is poor people food. Like, this is street food. You go to Singapore, people eat in street food. But then you look at the schools, right? That does not mean the children don't eat properly. They actually eat pretty well. I mean, like you said, you compare what they feed the kids here in comparison to places like Japan, in comparison to places like Singapore, Tobago, Jamaica, is a big, big difference, you know, big, big, big difference, big time, big time. Because even when they used to give us our breakfast, it was a whole breakfast. 
here they give you milk cereal and, and a fruit you don't know if the milk sometimes the milk might be expired sometimes mm -hmm. the cereal might be stale sometimes the fruit might be spoiled there were days that my daughter and my son would come home and i could tell they didn't eat it was so bad with my daughter she started to get a mark around her mouth up on her mouth i'll actually say this covid did her a favor because by her being home, she was able to eat a home meal. And, you mm -hmm. know, it's so sad because the things we should, what did we really learn from COVID? Because the greed is still going on, right? Look at what's going on right here in New Haven with all this construction. Yet we act like asthma is invisible. The air quality sucks, man. Yeah. Where are kids supposed to go and play when you go outside? There's dust and stuff everywhere all the time. Seriously, come on. And don't get me started with the air ventilation in the schools. That's a whole other topic right there because I, I feel like we have enough resources and wealth in our city to cure certain problems. Absolutely. You know, if there were a few, if you had the ability, right, you had the ability to acquire wealth within New Haven, what would you fix and why? Oh, jeez. Mm. That's, mm. <laughs> that's like you know getting three wishes and then saying you know what three problems of the world would you <laughs> fix mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right so cool so bet so here's it so we just received so you and i are running the city of new haven we just campaigned this is imaginary this is imaginary y'all don't get too excited so <laughs> we're running the city of new haven and i come up to you and i say yo look we just got $1.8 billion in donations. What are you going to do with it? Mm, he's thinking. Yeah, he's well, doing math. He's doing math. He can tell he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing math right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, again, I, I'm going I'm to stick to, to my passions. And, and one of those yes. is the education system, it's the schools. Yes. Um, because if we can't foster the environment that the upcoming generations are going to five days a week for 180 school days, mm -hmm. you know, we can't even have that be secure and, and beneficial and, and, mm -hmm. and really support their needs. Right. Then, then what are we doing? You know, right. like where are our priorities? Right. Um, so, you know that's that's one that's making sure that the buildings are are mm -hmm. safe, <laughs> right? And by safe, mm -hmm. I mean the infrastructure of the buildings, right? Mm -hmm. um, making sure that again, like things like the ventilation systems are working. That you know they have ACs during the the hot summers because again, climate change, right? <laughs> the summers right, are ridiculously right. hot, <laughs> right? You know, and and so how are we going to expect you know our children to sit in a classroom for 90 minutes mm -hmm. you know and and be able to focus and be productive when they're in the sweltering heat you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah ventilation systems you know making sure that the buildings aren't falling apart cuz a lot of them are <laughs> mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and then and then making sure that you know they have access to to up-to-date technology mm -hmm. right and resources you know making mm -hmm. sure that you know i mean 
something as simple as a copy machine in the building right. works. Right. You know? Right. The right. printer works. And how about, how about clean water machines? Right? Yeah. How about you make sure that this water stalls are yeah, clean? Yeah, the filtration system. Them, yeah. 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 You know, that's, that's so, something else because my daughter, that's, that's another thing. I would never stop her from taking our bottled water into school because I remember like just asking myself, I hope they're cleaning that properly because that was something that we'd mentioned to the Board of Ed before. You know, make sure these schools are being cleaned properly from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, you know, those, those water stalls are clean. You know, sometimes they collect mold. Right. Yep. Other things. So let's make sure that that is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so you know all that fits into you know the the category of just the upkeep and the infrastructure of the buildings. Right. You know. And so yeah, I would absolutely you know divert a lot, uh, allocate a lot of the money to that. Right. You know, to, to right. Elementary, middle, and high schools. Right. Right. Um, and and then, you know, to I mean again, also focusing on the education system, mental health mm-hmm. resources. Mm-hmm. Right? Talk to and me about services, that. Right, because I can't. I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know I, I'll be in school, and and hear, you know, that someone's brother was just shot. Oh my God! You know, or or that they went home and. And their parents are, you know, in, in a domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. You know, no, or, can I or ask that, you this? Yeah. Out of curiosity, did you find that that changed or, you know, in any way compared? Can you recall it being different now as opposed to pre-COVID? Meaning yeah, absolutely. Number? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely state that. I mean, you know, the I can without reservation say that the mental mm-hmm. health of the students severely declined after COVID. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. people's life situations themselves mm-hmm. severely declined after COVID. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you're talking about children who have single parents, mm-hmm. right? And, and whose parents lost their jobs over COVID. Right. You know, people who, parents who, you know, I mean, they didn't, they didn't have a job even before COVID. And, and really the only big source of income was when we had the stimulus checks. But then right. those went off. Right? right. And so the job market was in shambles when, when COVID, you know, we were coming out of COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to find jobs, but, you know, the job market is, is, crazy right now you know right right Uh, it is it is so you know so now now you have parents i mean i I heard i mean again this is i'm hearing this within my own classrooms right in the halls of my own school and so i hear you know kids saying well you know my parent you know used to work uh you know at a store or used to work at at a restaurant now they're dealing drugs right because it's the only way to get money Right. Like COVID forced, right. COVID forced so many life changes on so many people. Well, and see, that's why for me, this thing with these billionaires getting lost at sea pisses me off. 
because that $1.8 billion right there that they spent on that, I could see it going in so many places. And this is why, like I, I had mentioned before, you know, people don't come for me. I say, you don't come for me. You know, I could see why, you know, people are upset with Beyonce because you see that people are suffering. And here you are having these concerts with these outrageous price tickets. Like, come on, man. You're a billionaire. Come on. What stopped you from doing a couple free ones? Why not do something like that if you care so much about your fans, right? And here in our own city, we see the signs of opulence. Money just being spent just confidently, incorrectly, okay? And, you know, there is wealth in New Haven, but also the separation of wealth once you drive around is pretty clear. And it's becoming even clearer, isn't it? Right? Uh, right. We see from, from the schools to the streets, you know, people seem to forget our children are seeing this. They're absorbing mm -hmm. this. This is the world that they're living in. So for them to turn on the TV and not see you all talking about that, you know, that like he mentioned, you know, parents without a job and the lives that they've had to turn to. We're not hearing enough effort being put into that. But when you turn on the news, you're hearing about the crime. Let me tell you something. You need crime to keep poverty going. Okay. Once you have crime, you'll have poverty. That is how you maintain the separation of wealth. That is one of the factors. So, of course, to boost up the crime rate is beneficial to our government because it makes, quote, unquote, sense with their spending. But it doesn't because you cannot tell me that if they were not to put back before and after school programs that there would not be an impact. You cannot tell me that if they did not bring back vocational schools, Manny, come on, where are the trade schools? Why are we spending thousands of dollars at places that are now closing down? Didn't just another one just, was it Stone Academy just closed down because for something they were doing there and now people don't have their certificate? So you mean to tell me these folks just took on financial aid loans. And this is not the first time this happened. Right before COVID, a couple of beauty schools, if I'm not mistaken, had to close down for the same reason. They're exploiting our communities. They're taking all the people who decided that they wanted to do something with their lives and exploiting them. Why aren't these programs being hosted in our high schools? Why? You could do evening classes for adults. What's wrong with that idea, Manny? Help me figure it out. Like, no, nothing, you... nothing at all. You know, I'm trying to figure out why is it so hard for us in New Haven to recognize that we have mismanagement of wealth, right? Like, I personally, if there was something I would change in the school system, I'd like to see the before and after school programs come back because mm -hmm. one of the things is, you know, um, Daycare is very expensive, okay? So if you cannot afford daycare, what do you do? What if I have to take that shift at Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Or what if I have to go into Yale? What if I, you know, what if my job requires me? What if I work at MacVac and I have to wake up at 5 in the morning? What do I do? You see? So the before and after schools, and I feel like we need to revamp our trade schooling. And we need to expand it to include free programs for adults. Instead of having them waste their money at all these friggin' schools that that's all they're doing. They're taking people's money and just maintaining the wealth gap. 
right? And to me, this thing with this misentitement, that's what it comes down to, the wealth gap. This is just another reminder that in America, we run on greed and capitalism, because guess what? Capitalism is very successful where there is no empathy. I'm not going to feel sorry for these people because these were billionaires. Like you said, what the hell did you have to go down there for? There's other things you all could have been doing, right? Right, right. I mean, if you guys are so so keen on, you know, making an exploration or, or visiting, you know, some type of landmark or something, I mean, shoot, go take a safari for all we care. But well, not even that. Take a drive through the hood and hand out some money. How about that? You you want to save well, the world? I mean, uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, you know, if, if you were trying to do something great, and you know, and you guys want to, I don't know, for whatever reason, I mean, you guys want to boost your your egos and your reputation you know as many wealthy people do then Mm -hmm. yeah how about you do something that's actually beneficial and actually positive that yeah if you want to be remembered okay you know yeah then be remembered for the right reasons right that's all we're saying that's all we're saying we're just saying that's it that's it you know like you know i mean that's the thing Right. Like this, this is this is such a comedy of errors. The fact that it happened right after those migrants were lost at sea. The fact that we know that right now in Florida, there are people showing up at the shores. Right now in America, there are people showing up in buses getting turned away. They're lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about the people who recently lost their housing in 10th City right here in New Haven. Absolutely. Let's talk about that for a second. I actually know of a situation where someone lost their green card. So what the wow. fuck are they supposed to do? Wow. What are they supposed to do? Right? You you went and you raided the tent city. This is before the bigger raid. See, that's the other thing with that whole situation with that tent city in New Haven. They they forget to say that there were actually raids before that. What they do is they do these raids and then the people go back. The problem keeps recurring like a decimal. You see, mm-hmm. the difference is now more and more people are becoming aware of the housing crisis right here in New Haven. We shouldn't right. be surprised because really we should rename New Haven to Yale Haven. Seriously. You know, <laughs> I mean, you have a point there. You right? have a point there. You see, because there's so many things, right? And and we have to remember, you know, we cannot not let the young people lead the way in this fight. We have to remember they're seeing all of this. They're living in it. They're picturing their future. I don't know what the hell I would be thinking right now if I was your age. If I was 18 oh. and, I, and I had to deal with all of this, I, I don't know what I would do with myself. I mean, recently, my daughter was getting herself, you know, all her stuff ready for prom. Um, and we had gone to Ulta. And the young lady who was helping us out with foundation, she was so sweet, really nice person. And she was telling us that she didn't even get to attend her prom because she was part of that senior year where wow. were in quarantine, right? And that happened for two and a half years. Right, yeah, people yeah. forget that. You cannot give that memory back. No, See, no. you can't. And, and the sad part is, I'm yet to hear the board of Ed whisper anything about, hey, what if we do something like do a, a prom recap and get all those students who missed out and do like a little party, right? Right. Give them, give them their prom back. Yeah. Give them their prom back. You know. See, let's see what happens. Maybe that might change the tone in our community. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
Start doing stuff like that. Give us back our lives, right? Make food affordable again. The fact that the yeah. price of eggs and the price of gas are competing is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, See? so true. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I remember back when we used to make omelets because we had so many eggs. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you take that two egg and you add in all kind of shit in it. You add in vegetables. You add in milk shit. Let's add that pasta in there. Oh, yeah. You know what? Hand me that tuna over here. You just keep adding. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening right here in New Haven, Manny. So yeah, I think yeah. say that $1.8 billion could go in so many different directions in a place like New Haven. So much. So many things. Like, look at even, here's another thing I was thinking about. Going back to the climate change piece, right? How about the dumpsters? So they, they make such a big deal, the city of New Haven. They tell us, oh, you got to bring out your dumpsters. You got to bring out the dumpsters. They'll make it sound like the world about to end if you don't bring out your dumpster on time. But how come you don't hold the people accountable who throw in around our dumpsters? Mm-hmm. They come and they pick up your trash, and it's just all of a sudden it turns into an Olympic competition as far as who could throw your trash can the furthest. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Hey, yo, I could go further than you. Bam. Next thing you know, your trash can down by the highway, just like that. What the fuck is up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you on board? I mean, I, I, the way it's going now, there's a few people I really feel judging from how far they throw the trash can. Oh, my like God. They would be good, good candidates if we were ever to start up a city in New Haven basket, baseball league. Because they got a yeah. good kitchen on. Or maybe some football, you know? <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, sometimes uh, cold mornings, you know, where I, I look out, you, know, you hear them coming from down the street. And so, you, you know, you look out and, you know, they're like rolling these trash cans down, you know, down the street back to the house. And I'm like. I mean, it feels like who's, who's trash can that even belongs to? I'm like, this is what uh, I'm saying. That, that's the one from three all houses sudden, down. Like, <laughs> listen, it's like all of a sudden the whole the whole street playing dominoes now. You yeah, because it's like <laughs> they throw our trash cans down, and then you know you put it in the worst friggin' spaces. People, cars get hit and shit. Oh and my like, god. Oh, oh, you're supposed to move your vehicle. Well, teach people how to put a trash can where, because in my opinion. If you're going to tell me that I have to put my trash can in said, said place, why don't, can't you put it back there? For why real. Is that, so that is not, listen, is that a life skill? Is that what you're really trying to tell us? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Should I write that down on my resume now? I'm just asking for a friend. You know, <laughs> just so should, they, should they put it into the curriculum for school? <laughs> <laughs> We're just asking. We're just asking because you all don't know how to control submarines and shit and we just want to know we're just asking we're just asking yeah, we're just yeah, curious so. people <laughs> you know I mean? uh, no yeah yeah just curious you know just an inquiry because, because here's the other thing going back to the submarine now this thing didn't have a full safety check now now you just no, you know no. you, you're a young driver now you had to jump over olympic hurdles to get your insurance situated didn't you because you had you to know make sure. a, a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, eight-hour classes, then the road test, <laughs> then a written test. <laughs> then, then you got to, you know, make sure that, first of all, the vehicle itself, you mm-hmm. know, is, is, is 
good enough to operate and that is not damaged and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. You know, you have to do all of these things. I mean, it's, it's like you're you're going through secret service, you know. <laughs> 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 you're in one requirement, you know. <laughs> you're going to see the president of the United States every time, you know. Listen, listen. But you have this submarine, right, mm. <laughs> that's going to mm. some of the deepest depths of our ocean. But where, wait, wait, pause, the... pause, pause, pause. Before you even get to the sub. Let's not forget, you have to go through DMV. That's stress. That's oh. PTSD right there. Oh, my gosh. Okay? These assholes say, hey, yo, I got 250. You got 250? Yeah, I'm in. Let's go jump in this sub. For oh. what? Listen. For what? And you all and want then, us to feel sorry <laughs> for them? I don't think so. Then you, you see how the the submarine is controlled. When I saw the controller for the submarine, <laughs> I said, I said, now wait a second. <laughs> I said, at this point, if that's how you control a submarine, see, then see. I, you know, I, I think I should let my eight-year-old cousin who plays see, Fortnite. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Here's what you're going to find out. What had really happened was they lost, they ran out of Apple storage. This is what happens. <laughs> When your Apple Store is <laughs> <laughs> the, the rich eating the rich, you know, because Logitech, Logitech is a billion corp, I mean, multi-billion dollar corporation. You mean to tell me your controller for that sub looked the same oh. as the gift that I just gave a friend for her newborn? Are you, you serious? Like, oh my <laughs> gosh! I mean, I looked down at my at my my PlayStation controller and I said, well. This looks better than the submarine one. <laughs> I thought oh I looked at a Wait controller. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A friend of mine just sent me this. Good God. So there's a submarine theory that this was funded by Rothschild. Oh, Jesus. More billionaires. Here we go. Here we go. More and more billionaires involved. See, let me tell you all something. We're going to find out. Out of nowhere, watch watch people like Jeffrey Epstein. Watch his name come up. You watch what I'm telling you. You watch. Because where mm. there's one arrogant asshole billionaire, there's more. Oh, yeah. Okay? We're going to find out about different things now. And don't you find it funny? Because if I go outside with my black ass and I sneeze too hard and end up in the news, within hours you're going to know about my work history, my hair color, what mm-hmm. street I live on, everything, I'm already, you know, and this is what Malcolm X was talking about with the media. Because if we're not careful, it will have us looking at the oppressed as the criminals. And that's exactly what's happening now. See, these people are trying to get us to feel sorry for these assholes who took money that could have been better spent to do something that was unnecessary. And we have poor people suffering every day, black and brown poor people, but we get criminalized. If I go outside and sneeze too hard, I'll end up in the news, my whole life story out there. How come we are yet to find out anything about these billionaires? You seen that? Not one person. You haven't heard anything about their background. You haven't heard. And whatever you've heard has been pretty polished, put it like that, right? They, they seem to be these sub-perfect people. First of all, why did that man take his 18-year-old child in the sub? What was that about? Why yeah, did he yeah. have to take his son with him? A bunch of grown-ass men going down in a submarine. What did he have to go for? 
So we're not going to talk about that. I mean, so because he's 18, that was okay. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But as we're closing off here, Manny, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's just it's disheartening. And, um, you know, it really is discouraging to see how, you know, people who have a certain amount of wealth can really just do whatever they want mm-hmm. um, and, and and take such joy and such reverence in that fact that they mm-hmm. can just show the money mm-hmm. and do what they want, regardless of expert opinion, regardless of warnings, regardless of what it seems even to just be common sense. Mm-hmm. If they have the money, if they are able to provide the monetary contribution, there nothing is impossible for them. Correct. Yeah, and and that that was demonstrated here with the the Titan submarine incident. That was demonstrated when Jeff Bezos went to space for no reason. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, all, all mm-hmm. it was is it's a matter of money, and you have mm-hmm. so many people here in the United States who are working mm-hmm. day in and day out mm. just to be able to get something as basic as food. Mm. Mm. And this is the reality that we are mm-hmm. facing. Mm-hmm. And, and, Captain and right that, here, right now. Right, and, and that is why not only is it imperative, mm-hmm. but it's, it's vital. It is pivotal mm-hmm. to just survival that we who have the opportunity, who have just just the, the honor <laughs> to be able to have a voice, to be able to have platforms, right? To raise, mm-hmm. to raise awareness. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it does fall to us. It falls mm-hmm. to us to hold these people accountable, to mm-hmm. tell them it's not okay. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Manny, for taking the time to sit with me here today and talk about this. And I look forward to you coming back. You know, he's gonna be back, and we're gonna be we're gonna be laughing. We're gonna be saying some things that might sting your ear. You know, I try to prep you all for this before when I said, you know, I'm gonna say things you don't like, but that's part about the reform. That's that's the part with the change, to swallow mm-hmm. that like tonic, and therefore we could move forward. Manny, I really appreciate all that you do and continue.